Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, we're recording. Uh, hello, everybody. Oh. How is everybody doing? It's Not been, that you can answer that it's question. Been a very, very busy week. Mm. Why can't I answer that question? No, I was, I was saying. I said, I hope everybody. Uh, how are you all doing? Oh, Meaning I see. The, the listeners. God, it sounded quite funny. That. Yeah, well, it, it was not too dissimilar doing? to. Yes. How are you? I mean, when I watched that, I almost said, "I'm fine, thanks." It was such a direct question. Mm. It was yeah. a flea bag moment. Yeah, it was a bit of a flea bag moment, wasn't it? it was very Straight in- down the lens. It was very interesting. We, we we won't discuss it. Let's not. But I'm sure everybody's got an opinion about yeah. it. But how are you? Uh, well, I, I'm quite looking forward to this week because I've got some things to talk about. Mm-hmm. But firstly, I want to talk about something that happened at the weekend, which was the BGT final. Oh, yeah. And we don't really watch Britain's Got Talent. We do not. It's not, I, it's not because we don't, don't like it or anything. It's just that... It's just not on our radar. We, I was we don't, unaware that it was yeah, on. We just miss it. Well, I knew it was on because I bloody love looking at what Amanda's wearing every oh, okay. day. Yeah. I mean, she does sort of what I do when mm. I do the Masked Singer, which is like parade around mm. in our outfits because I think I could speak for both Amanda and I when we say that we just get so excited doing shows like that because mm. it's a chance for us to get dressed get up dressed in the most up. outlandish outfits. The more outlandish, the better. I always look at Amanda mm. and I go, well done, Amanda. I'm quite jealous um, of yes. that, I think. Uh, it's so fun. Yeah, because I do like getting dressed up. We're going to a party this weekend, yeah. in fact, mm. on Saturday night, and I've been thinking about what to wear at that, mm. at that party. Yeah, it's a, it's, We're going to a surprise party, yeah. uh, and Davina was slightly anxious that I was going to blow the surprise. Mm. The listener, uh, the, the, the person's party, do they think they listen to this podcast? They could do, couldn't they? They might do. They might do. Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> whoever it is <laughs> so anyway we're going to a party on Saturday night I'm really excited I'm, I've been thinking literally every day I've had a little change of heart mm. about what I might wear I can't I mean you I'm, wear the best clothes I'm going to wear my kimono I think this weekend yes. I, I promised you listeners that I would post a picture of that but on, looks so good, on Saturday when we go to this party mm-hmm. you take a picture of us mm-hmm. in it we'll, we'll take we have a picture of both of us we'll post mm-hmm. that do mm-hmm. you know what you're wearing something outrageous that could be anything yeah. you've got. I, I, I mean, I've got an enormous collection of outrageous clothing, mm. so I, I, it'll be something outlandish. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. I like, but I, I like an excuse to dress up, mm. um, and you being on the telly get to do that a lot, mm. uh, and I'm slightly jealous of that. And I love. Well, what happened to me was I had a few dark years mm-hmm. where I didn't get dressed up on the telly at all. No, it was just long lost family stuff yeah. and things like that. It was all a bit. And I, you know, it's quite a sort of straight. Mm. normal wardrobe long lost well I mean you can't turn up at someone's house looking like a peacock can you it's like I mean you could but no because um, it's all about them yeah. and it would look awful it would look but awful, yeah. so what I'm trying to say is mm. I, I I a bit like you but on a much lower level mm-hmm. 
Because you try and inform yourself so you've got something to talk about at a dinner party. You know, you like mm. you want to know things about relevant mm. ideas. And I know probably we're going to talk about AI at some point. AI. AI, we are AI. Because it's relevant and uh-huh. it's of the moment. And I'm, I'm going to also talk about AI a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I thought, what's as important as AI? Who won BGT? Can you tell me? Well, it, it would be somebody unknown to me because it's normal people. But what's interesting regular, is you don't know who folk. won it, and it's a big show. It's arguably the biggest show on television at the moment, well, and you don't not, know who won it. No, it's um, important that we know this kind of stuff. Brian from Chichester won it with his dog. Weirdly, no one from the UK won it. Oh, it's not Britain's Got Talent. No, it's okay. it's a Norwegian, oh. and he's called Vigo Venn, uh-huh. and he was a comedian. And I saw a little sketch of him on Instagram, yeah. and I actually thought, I've got to say, Vigo yeah. is quite funny. <laughs> I mean, I really did enjoy, yeah. I enjoyed his sketch. I'm going to show you a couple of little things of Vigo. Okay. It's a good name, Vigo. Um, but I only know a Vigo Mortensen. Yes, it's a great name, mm. isn't it? Which was in that film Eastern Promises that we watched recently. Remember that one about the Russians? Yes. Yeah. Good. Hello, I am uh, Vigo. I'm from uh, Norway, but I, I live in the UK now. Good. Norway is very boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just he looks quite funny. Yeah, yes, he's, he's very amusing. So anyway, uh, I looked him up today, yeah. and mm. I thought, oh, I, I wonder what they're saying about him now. Anyway, he was due to appear on Lorraine, mm-hmm. but there was a bit of controversy because. And it made me think of Big Brother and yeah. all those great people that came out of the Big Brother house to booze. Mm-hmm. People booed him. Where? In the audience when he won. Because apparently there was another kid, and people that watch it will hate me because I don't know oh. who the kid is, yeah. who people think should have won in oh. the audience. But everybody at home voted for Vigo. Oh. There's nothing anybody can yeah, do about yeah. it. Home voted. You can't boo the guy that's won. It's not his fault that he won. And I thought, how horrible that this is his exciting moment on television. He's won the biggest entertainment Mm -hmm. kind of talent show on telly. And he got booed by the audience. It's awful. I thought, because you mentioned Lorraine, I thought he got booed by Lorraine briefly. (laughs) She had him on his show and she went, boo, in a... Dundonian accent, you know. No. Is okay. she from Dundee? Um, she lives that way, yeah. She lives in our broth, I think, or mm. Brotty Ferry, you know, mm. where we went to see Janie Codley that yeah. way. That, she lives out there, apparently. Mm. But whether she's from there or not, I, I don't know. But um, um, anyway, so he was booed by mm. the audience of Britain's Got Talent. And then he said he was Shame ill. On them. Yeah. Too ill to go on oh. Lorraine, but I think... He just felt... It, he, well, it would be hard to go on to Lorraine and have somebody mm-hmm. sort of talk about booing you and... You know, I just want him to say, like, pay no attention to that. Because remember, yeah. people voted for you to yeah. win. And people love you. Oh. And it's, it's well, just rude. It's very nice of you to, to do that for him. Yeah. Yeah. I must watch, like, a clip of it or something like yes, that. Yes, I mean, I think um, it is worth watching. I think it's a shame. It's, it's in lots and lots of papers, mm-hmm. the fact that he got um, booed. And I just feel very bad for him. Oh. Okay, so let's just set the scene. Is it it's Wednesday night? Mm-hmm. We've been filming all day today. We've been you've been filming things for On Your Goals with Oti Mabusi. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, she's good fun. Her, I was, isn't she? She's so funny. Yeah, 
I've got um, a good reel to post about that tomorrow. And then you've been on the one show tonight, plugging your your wares. Your yeah, because we've got the documentary. It's airing tomorrow, but this is going it's out on Friday, Friday, so yeah. it would have aired last night. How was it on the one show? All right. Very nice indeed. Who were the hosts? Alex and Alex. Alex Jones and mm. Alex um, Scott. Scott. A couple of ladies. Yeah, and it was really good mm. actually talking about contraceptives with two women. It yeah, was, yeah, it was nice. Imagine. It was good. Yeah, good. Um, I've been to a I've been to Chelsea's football ground tonight, the Stamford Bridge. I was invited by a friend there who runs something called Grassroots Soccer, mm-hmm. which I think takes kids from very poor parts of the world and helps them get a leg up into the world of football. Um, not to become professional footballers necessarily, but just to help them. And the grassroots things provides money and support and help for people with various mental health problems and social mobility, I think they call it. Mm-hmm. But it was very good. Um, I was supposed to play, but as you all know, I haven't gone on oh, about it or God. anything, but I broke my leg three weeks ago. <laughs> I'm joking. Ago. Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah. Um, you have been heroic yeah, about right? your broken leg. Good. You haven't gone on about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a bit. <laughs> no, but people ask you why you're limping and you tell them you've got a broken oh, leg. Like, you don't mm. moan about it. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Very good. And well, I um, really appreciate that. And also, you um, you just get on with life. I love that. You're just a doer, well, even with a broken leg. Oh, well, good, thank you. What was quite funny is I got there and Heidi was there and she introduced me to this guy who was next to him who was limping. And I said, are you all right? And he says, I've, I rolled my ankle in the third game and I haven't been able to play since. And he was a professional footballer, <gasps> this guy. Um, and then another guy walked in who, weirdly, is a bank manager at your bank. No. Uh, yeah, because he's a friend of Seb Bishop's, obviously, and... Phew, and he was hobbling in. I said, what happened to you? And he says, I tore my calf muscle in the, in the no. warm-up before any of the games. <laughs> so Seb was three players down before he even started no. the tournament. Yeah, and I obviously turned up with a broken leg. It's hilarious. Um, anyway, it's worth having a little look at grassrootssoccer.com or grassrootssoccer they are on, brilliant. on Instagram. Of, uh, Absolutely of a charity brilliant. that's connected to football and um, some of the poorest places in the world. I want so to tell you about something mm-hmm. very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, because... I often feel a bit depressed about the news mm. and about everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And I have found an organization, a brand, who is about trying to help um, companies and countries mm-hmm. and brands to be up to time, uh, up to the sort of moment yeah. with um, ideas about climate and how they can change and be better and sustainable, more sustainable and help the world and what materials they can use, artificial intelligence about manufacturing, and they just mm-hmm. offer their wares mm-hmm. and their ideas and all their information and all their resources to these companies to help them be better. Anyway, they are called the World Economic Forum. And the reason I'm telling you this, because that all sounds a bit highbrow, is that I found them by mistake on Instagram, and their posts are so positive. So basically, they say that they're committed to improving the state of the world. So things like, I'm going to turn off the sound, uh-huh. um, they have five victories in the race to um, protect the ocean. So it just tells you about victories that yeah. happen. It's not saying the high seas treaty, you know, I didn't know about that. This still will protect areas of the ocean that lie outside national boundaries. Mm-hmm. But we never, the UN brokered the deal and it's the culmination of 19 years of negotiations between 100 countries. Overall, almost two thirds of the world's ocean is high seas, but less than 2% of the high seas is currently protected. 
the deal to end harmful fisheries subsides. Um, this was signed by World Trade Organization members last year. The deal clamps down on the subsidies that lead to overfishing and yeah. marine ecosystems. But all of this good news, mm-hmm. we never hear that on the news. No. They would twist that mm-hmm. into bad news because fear keeps people coming back to the news. Yeah. And it also keeps people buying newspapers, keeps people watching the news. But this... This page, that's just one post that they do. Scientists have harvested clean energy from the air using the air genefact. Um, this one, the one... Uh, this venture capitalist invents, invests in black and other underrepresented entrepreneurs. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, NASA wants to send your name into space. Scientists have discovered black algae on gla- glaciers. Curbing it could slow global warming. Yes, you know, like okay, yes. So what, what's, that, what's it called? It's called the World hang on, uh, Economic Forum. It's on Instagram, and it fills me with so much hope. hope. And it's mm. got 4.7 million followers, just mm. to let you know how big an organisation yeah, it is. Wow. It's absolutely massive. And if you are a business, I mean, I don't know how many huge businessmen <laughs> listen mm. to this podcast, but it's really worth, you can join them, and um, for a cost, they will really give you the kind of premium service where they send you lots of resources that will help you uh, okay. help the world. Yeah. Yes, it is interesting how we're obsessed with bad news, isn't it? You know, or we're just fed it of... nonstop, and that kind of um, knowledge of terrible news is seen as an asset sometimes. You know, when somebody goes, "Well, have you heard what's did, happened recently?" I, I did have a th- <gasps> yeah, I did have a, th- I've had a, I've had a theory about this, uh, which is that I think. We have a predisposition to feeling anxious anyway, I think people do generally. But they don't necessarily know why they're anxious. And then when you learn something tragic or something sad... Well, I see, I was right. You, you can hook your anxiety onto it and then there's a justification for it. So it makes sense all of a sudden. Mm. And I think that's... I mean, I'm, I'm just talking out loud, really. I don't know whether that's true or not. But that's how it feels to me, that You're when you thinking. stumble across something that makes you feel anxious mm. you're quite glad about it mm. because it justifies the anxiety that you feel where if there's no reason for you feeling anxious then it's very frustrating that you know mm. and that's what i feel a little bit about this ai conversation that seems to be going on at the moment is that um it, it, i don't speak to anybody about it who's got anything good to say about it and i find that very re- really weird and you don't listen to anybody that's got anything good to say about it because nobody, nobody that no, works in it's got anybody anything good like nobody has anything good to say about it but it's still happening yes but i do think there must be good things to say about it otherwise why would it why I think would there anybody are create in the short it? term yeah i think there potentially but in is the, the long term, term i mean it i feels still desperate. think i mean so i, I listened to two talks there's a guy called jeffrey hinton who's considered the godfather of AI. So you can go and look, look him. I'm recommending people go and have a watch of him. He's done lots of talks recently because he left Google and um, has done lots of talks, wants everybody to be aware of AI and its power. And then you put me onto the diary of a CEO who interviewed another guy who was a chief engineer at Google who's also left. And you know, I'm going to tell you who that is. Yes, please do. No. Um, he was very good, I thought. Um, but again, you know, pretty doom and gloom about the whole thing. Not, not, not entirely sure why anybody's created it it was just going to be all doom and gloom oh mo gordat that was it mo gordat's quite a good name isn't it? so he worked at um um google he was um mm. ex-google officer speaks out in the dangers of ai and he worked for jeffrey hinton i believe yes he referenced him in the thing so the diary of a cvo thing's quite interesting to listen to as well but 
I still think they're talking about having a, a system, an AI system that's going to have an IQ of 1600. So Soon? Yes. They the said next, in the next three or next four months. Um, yeah, I, I think, well, the, the, the IQ of 1600, they're looking in the next five to ten years, I no, think, no. before it reaches that level. No. Oh, no, I think it'll be three or four times more intelligent than a human ten being. Ten times. In, in a very short space of time. But they're saying in, you know, five to ten years to come, it will IQ be... IQ of 1600 is only ten times cleverer than... Um, yeah. It's ten times more, and they said okay. that would... well, maybe that... it was 16,000 then, but it's, he, he said in ten years' time, I expect this. Um but um, I you're talking about a system that, that would completely know how to cure all cancers once you'd fed in the information into mm. it. I don't understand why nobody's even mentioned, you know, the, the, the rate it's producing that, antibiotics. And No, I guess, I guess like at the moment it's doing all of that stuff for us. But when they realise how that. messed up mm. we are, it's not, it's, it's found one antibiotic, hasn't it? No, it's found several, I think. Well, I think it's found a lot of them and they're going through clinical trials at the moment. Um, but I still feel like it's amazing that, that nobody's got anything positive to say about it. And there must be positives about it. Mm. I mean, presumably you could solve climate change. Now, I realise one, one of the solutions to climate change, climate change is, get rid of is us. to say to get rid of us. Mm. But it's, it's a quite sophisticated model. You could say, well, solve climate change without getting rid of us. <laughs> like, I don't think it just has to... But what take about to... HAL in 2001 where HAL is like... I mean, it was but, just some the figment of some. No, some I know, but if know. if if a computer is sentient, mm -hmm. so he's talking about the mm. fact that it will be able to be aware mm. or, and self-aware, mm. and it says, "Okay, you're saying without humans, but humans are the people that wreck everything. Mm. Humans must go." It becomes a rational, interesting, and sensible thing to do. for a piece of AI to get yeah. rid of the human race. Well, it could, it could make that suggestion, of course. But, I mean, we all know that that's... That, I mean, you don't have to be that clever to, to know that. And I, mean, I suppose, you, see. you know, put a piece of AI into any enemy's hands and... Yes, I mean, most of the AI will be defending itself against other AI, mm. I would have thought. That's probably mm. what will, will happen to a lot of it. Um, anyway, I downloaded two AI apps this week. Uh, one called Photo Leap, which is a photo-generating AI, and the other one was called Chat on AI where you can talk to it and ask it things and make it tell you jokes and stuff like that. I found some of it to be quite unsophisticated, if I'm honest. Mm. And it's run by ChatGPT4, which is the most advanced version of ChatGPT4. There's going to be ChatGPT5, which will mm. be much more sophisticated, so it'll be interesting. But um, it's also a year out of date, so it doesn't do anything for 2023. So if you ask it for what's the, the fastest and lightest and latest MacBook computer, it gives you last year's computer. Mm. Uh, that's quite disappointing as well, really. Mm. Um, but um, let me show you the um, the photo one. I hate it. I think this is quite funny. I want to run away. So I did a picture of me and my face there, and then I masked my face with this red pen, and then you can then um, say next, and then type something in it. So I typed Lady Gaga into it. I don't know why I typed that. It was just the first thing that came into my mind. And then you press that, and then... Obviously, some references to Lady Gaga appear on my face there, like that, which is <laughs> quite funny, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I thought what was funnier than that was... Don't you worry about, like, putting your face into... I guess our face is everywhere, oh, it's everywhere, right? yeah, it's already there. But then I did this invert thing where 
I kept my face clear and then uh, and then did that and um, and then these things turned up which I thought was very funny it might be different this time <laughs> so my face is my face but the things around me <laughs> are now Lady Gaga-esque I mean it really made me laugh well, you know you've got breasts yeah breasticles look at that. that I know I've gone um, I'm transitioning into, into Lady Gaga and then you can just keep saying, well, more results and then just getting more and more things. But um, I thought that was quite funny. It did make me laugh quite a bit. And when it comes to your birthday, expect a very funny card. I mean, the other thing, I guess, that, that I, I don't like is the more that we use it, the cleverer it gets. So I keep thinking, I don't want to make mm. it any cleverer than it already is mm. because it's too clever. Yeah, well, can I do, can I do a selfie of you and have a look? Okay, so I'm not quite sure what this one is. I've put you in a different one. I think it might be called Transform or something. And then it's transformed you into some kind of Barbie doll. Oh, there's a guy doll. Why do people want to be dolls all of a sudden? She was a guy doll. She with blonde hair, though. It's quite interesting. In the Mafia, this is you AI'd into a Mafia boss. Hmm. Mafia That's quite boss. a sexy Mafia boss, isn't it? Yeah. I am um, really, this gives me the willies. I'm getting, like, no joy out of it. What I've fully, what I've realised, actually, is all this stuff's existed for ages. Snapchat's had these filters yes. for as long as I can remember. And also, I just think, you know, we've spent 20 minutes doing that. Mm. Or 10 minutes, 15 minutes doing faces. Mm-hmm. And I just think AI is going to, it's just another thing to... Yeah, distract you. Distract you from um, life and people and connecting and anyway, nature and. I don't yeah. think there's a huge amount to worry about at the moment. Promise. So don't get too, yeah, yeah. Promise. Um, I think most of this stuff's already existed. I mean, I typed into the AI chat um, the other day, um, like, "What is the meaning of life?" And it's exactly the same as asking Siri or Alexa. Mm. Right but, now. Yeah, yeah. Right now, it's just the same. It's the know, same machinery, you know. Well, I don't know, you know, I mean, it's, we've been asking Alexa stuff for bloody ages. It's but still a bit crap. AI. She is AI. It's exactly, it's exactly what she is. Let's can go. I, can let's I go say here. something? Yeah. I am sorry about how I am around AI. All right. <laughs> go on. No, but listen, yeah. can, I just want to say that. Mm-hmm. It make, it really, I don't like it. It frightens the bejesus out of me. I won't be downing, downloading any. I know how it works. Yeah. I don't need it in my life. So I don't want to give it any more intelligence because obviously my searches will make it so clever. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> my searches uh, include this. Mm-hmm. So this guy I told you about the other day. Yes. Disappointing affirmations These on Instagram. Brilliant. Yeah. His name is Dave Tarnowski, mm-hmm. and he has got an awesome seven hundred eighteen thousand followers on uh, Instagram. Yeah, affirmations on Instagram are quite annoying it really would take one mm-hmm. a really mega one to leap out at me now mm-hmm. i feel like i've seen every single affirmation there is known to man and david takes these affirmations and makes them funny so do something nice for someone today leave them alone <laughs> life is hard enough without your bullshit <laughs> this too shall pass uh-huh. and then some other bullshit will come and take its place It never fucking ends. (laughs) It gets easier. Eventually, you just settle for what you have and stop trying to be happy. Take a break. You've earned it after doing so much nothing with your life. (laughs) Why do something right away 
when you can wait for it to give you a panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) You are responsible for your own life. Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? (laughs) I mean, these are so funny because these are so many. How many followers have they got? 715, 18,000. 18,000? That's not a lot. No, 718,000. 18,000. It's rubbish. I said that a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. Yeah. Bipolar, ADHD, mental health advocate, realistic mental attitude. Love it. Mm -hmm. Very good. So disappointing affirmations on On Instagrams. Um, Last week, we got lots of people um, writing into us on the mentions to watch Once Upon a Time in Northern Ireland. Yes. So we watched episode one of that this week. And it is extremely good. Episode it's one very was hard fantastic. Hitting, isn't it? Yeah. What I like, I think, is just the honesty of the contributors. Mm. Um, some of them are on um, the um, the so, loyalist mm. side, and some are on the other side. Um, but they're both talking very openly and honestly about what it was like for them back then, and um, it's it's really interesting. I think because obviously, I think you can automatically make the assumption that anyone joining the IRA is a bad person, is a terrorist, and they're fighting for the wrong side, you know. And then when you hear their position and how the picture they paint for what it was like for them then, you would think, oh, if I was part of that group, if you like, you would feel pretty hard done by, really. Mm. And you would be motivated, I would have thought, to join the IRA, Mm. you know. It's just really, really fascinating. and yeah, it's just been a, it's a real eye opener. I've always I think, prattled on about how much I want to know about Northern Ireland, but this is really I'm learning an enormous amount that I had no idea of actually. I thought it was interesting the guy that was talking about the unionists and saying mm. how he said you're making me think about things that I've never thought about before, mm. and I've never really questioned why I did something mm. or why I joined a fight or why I hated them, mm. and it was like he was going through an enormous kind of mental shift in his head. Not Mm. that he'd done anything wrong, because he totally was saying, look, I did what I did because I felt very strongly about it then, but Mm. it was very interesting later in life to go back and assess his motives and why he did something. I think what I would like, which this doesn't seem to cover, because it starts starts with some words that talk about in 1921 how, you know, Ireland became divided, but didn't go into any any real detail about why it became divided Mm. and why Northern Ireland was carved out in such a way and Mm. made British. And that's something I would really like. So if anyone's got a little documentary or a book or something like that I could read on that, that would be good because I still don't fully appreciate or understand why it is carved up the way it is Mm. and what's the history around that. You know, I think you bought me a book a long time ago called The, the Politics of Geography. Mm. And there's something in that about the geography of Northern Ireland, which, oh, okay. which well, is one of the reasons it got carved up Prisoner, in the way it did. Prisoners of Geography. The Prisoners of Geography, that's right, mm. yeah. And a lot of it to do with... really interestingly, it starts off with Russia and... Um, Russia and China? Um, no. Um, oh, my God, I'm Ukraine? so menopausal. Thank you, Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, it talks about the mountains in Russia and Ukraine mm. and where they're positioned and why it is... It gets um, carved up the, that way. The, it gets carved up that way, but pre-Russia mm. invading. Oh yeah, um, yeah, Ukraine. of course. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's really interesting to mm. find out why Ukraine's important to Russia. Mm. Yeah, but, it's fascinating. But, we should look at that book again for everybody who recommended um, "Once Upon a Time in Northern Ireland." 
Oosh. Thank you. It's so good. And very interesting. We got um, mul- multiple recommendations on that. Yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. So I think there's six episodes of it. The first one's 77 minutes long, so it's quite good to do one meaty. a night, and it's quite, mm. it's meaty, yeah, and it's mm. bloody well done. It, the, mm. the archive footage they've got is just brilliant. Mm. You just, I, I'm going through a very nostalgic period at the moment. I think it was talking about Big Addy the other day and what it, what life was like in the late 70s, early 80s and mm. how much fun it was, really. Mm. Well, it seems so complicated these days. Mm. Jesus. Um, it was really AI, much AI. more simple yeah. back then. It really was. Well, that's computers and mm. our lives are more connected to computers and people. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I want to talk about Rosemary Schrager uh-huh. because we had a really fucking funny dinner with her last, not last night, last yes. weekend on Saturday night. Some friends of ours are good mates with her. She lives in their village. She came to dinner. I've met her a few times before. I've had a brilliant train journey with Rosemary mm. Schrager. She's so old school and hilarious. <laughs> yes, she and is, yes. she reminds me a lot of Miriam Margolis, but a kind of... Um, Safer? Just a slightly safer version. She's writing, so she got this amazing three-book deal with um, a publishers, and it's so impressive um, what she did, but it's like the words cosy crime novel have been used. I think the most recent one is called The Proof in the Pudding, obviously all mm-hmm. around food, food. stuffs. Yeah. Um, she made pudding the other night, by oh, the way. Oh, it was so good. Oh, my else, God, else. it was so good. Mm. Um, but I just want to talk to, her about, talk, talk to you about her character because she's really funny. So um, the, the protagonist in the book um, is a chef. So mm-hmm. the detective is a chef, and she's called Prudence Bulstrode. <laughs> and we were discussing, she said she's about 55, and I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. my age. She went, can you act? I was like, no. And she went, oh, oh, well, that's no good to me. Mm. Um, and so she was uh, talking, we were discussing who could be Prudence. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Dawn French springs to mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, she'd be course. amazing. Mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman, mm-hmm. she'd be so good. Fiona Shaw, Who's who that? was in, um, she was in Harry Potter. Oh. She was in, so, uh, oh, Three Men and a Baby. You're going back a while there, yeah. right? Okay. Um, hold on, let me find her for you. Fiona Shaw. That's her. Fiona, she'd be great. Prudence Bulstrode. Uh, oh, yes, I do know exactly who she is. She's yes. so good. She, she, was, she, was, she reminds a, a me of a therapist bit. in Fleabag. 
Yes, yeah. she's the therapist in mm. Fleabag. There you go. Just recommending that. Oh. Rosemary Schrager. She's got a three-book deal. This is the third in oh, her it? line of okay. three books. And they're murder mysteries. They're aren't murder they? mysteries. Yes. An right romping read. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. Uh, now we were sent something this week. Oh yeah, this great. is a great idea. So um, it's a little thing. Davina and Michael, a couple of gifts and clothes from us all here at a toast in the post is what the business is called. Uh, a little like you, Michael. Uh, we set up in lockdown when our exhibition business was forced on hold for two years due to the pandemic. We couldn't just sit around hoping all will be okay, so we set up a little business. We send mini drinks, gifts, each personalised with a photo message card to celebrate moments in life when you can't be together in person. It's a really feel-good gift to send and receive. It's called... Uh, uh, oh, and it's lovely to be sending you guys one. Um, and this is from Jane. Um... Uh, what does that say? I'm sorry, I've got my glasses. Here. Yeah, you have a reader. It yeah, says, P.S. So cheers to contentment. Davina, I caught <laughs> up with your Stephen Bartlett podcast while walking my dog. Completely got me. Big love. Can I just say, mm-hmm. she sent us a card with a picture of her face on it, which I really, That's really, I really like. I want to see face what to she name. looks like. And also, she's given us an about mm-hmm. on the card. Which was so good. Ah, yeah, 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 good. Um, so it's called a toastinthepost.co.uk. And this is not too dissimilar to the cheerings idea. It's like instead of sending flowers, you send a little gift of something that you know someone would really like. I got a very little mini bottle of Moet Chandon, or Moet Chandon, I think somebody's corrected me once or twice. Uh, and it's a belated birthday present here, so it says... 50 and fabulous and then a little note and then it's in a really nice little presentation box and i have to say when i opened it it filled my heart with yes joy and you know what i got yeah, yeah no secco you got a no secco that's right yeah which is a non-alcoholic prosecco i believe and they can do like little bottles of gin and little cans of tonic mm. for you you can get um beer you can get cards written you can get photos printed there's personalized messages they do little coasters um, to put your drinks on. Um, it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant idea and a lovely present for someone. And just to give you a rough idea, the prices basically range from around £28 um, all the way down to £19. There is quite a big one as well, mm-hmm. um, I think, for about 40 somewhere, £45 for Moe. It's a Moe set. Oh, okay. What That's you, quite expensive. What do you get in the Moe set? Um, you get a, a Moe bottle. and Chandon Brut and one in rosé. Lovely. I love a bit of rosé. But it's know. just a it's a great gift idea. It really, really is. And uh, it was a great thing to receive as well. So thank you very much indeed, Jane. It to- right cheered me up. A toast in the post.co.uk. Because I'm waiting for me Ziha Berlin shoes, yeah. which have been held back uh, by parcel force. Brexit. Because I think well, I've been Brexit, you've got to fucked pay over the, by Brexit. Got to, yeah. I've got to pay £54 oh, in, what? in tax to go and collect them from... So, when's that going to end? And they were already £259. But it's got to end. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. what. I, it, I'm assuming it's Brexit, but I don't know if it is or isn't. But either oh. way, it's bloody expensive. But um, Toast in the Post cheered me up as a result. I've got a um, website to talk about. Yep. Um, Brown Beauty Talk. Dot com. Mm-hmm. We met these ladies at because um, all week you've been in Harvey Nichols, your hairdryer, mm-hmm. and we went to go and launch it the other night. 
and I forgot to talk about it on last week's podcast. Oh, yeah. But we met these two brilliant ladies, and mm. they said, oh, we're beauty journalists, and we've got a, a website. And I was like, oh, tell me mm. about your website. And it's called brownbeauty.com. So they cover skincare, makeup, and hair care for black and Asian women. And they do really nice blogs and um, lots of information and about black-owned uh, male grooming brands. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had something so interesting today. We were talking um, with Oti Mabuse because mm-hmm. we were. I was working with her, and I was talking about how interesting it is for mixed race couples when the white woman has a mixed race child. How she's then suddenly not having been brought up with um, Afro yes. hair or black hair or uh, any other kind of sort of hair that is a speciality for that. Mm. Um, nationality then you you don't know how to do it mm-hmm. you have to go on a kind of crash course yeah, of how yeah. to braid hair what yeah. to do where to go what to use the products to use and actually then Oti was saying yes because mixed race hair is completely different mm-hmm. from a, like a full afro hair yeah, yeah. it's a much softer texture yes, it's it kind is. of slightly easier to manage mm-hmm. and it needs different products yeah. but she said What's interesting is there is nothing for um, black... There's lots of stuff for white women talking, mm-hmm. aimed at white women uh, for mixed-race hair, but yeah. not for black women yeah. with mixed-race hair. And why isn't there that? And mm. I thought, oh, God, this is so interesting. There are very specialist niche needs mm. that where women need educating and a bit of support and help with their yes. kids and their hair. And where do they go to get it? Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to start... Uh, a site yeah, to support yeah. women, With mothers. Yeah. 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 Um, so, what's this website called? Brownbeautytalk.com. Nice. And it's really good, and they are lovely women. I'm just going to see if they've gotten about us. They have. Great. Um, so, they saw a gap in the market. It's a beauty platform aimed at black and Asian women in the UK. It's created by a group of women who are um, unashamedly passionate about all the things. Uh, all things beauty and UK market is valued at over 5 billion on average black and Asian women spend around 6 pounds on hair and beauty for every pound that a white British woman spends and yet they are not really represented in the beauty industry our platform is a space where black and Asian women can take a few minutes out from their busy and hectic lives to indulge in all things beauty and it started in 2013 and it's been listed as one of the top 10 beauty blogs in the UK. Wow. Um, so they, they've really done really, really well. Great. So brownbeautytalk.com. So I've been watching a documentary without you. Did you know that? Doing oh something God, I do now. Behind your back. I was a bit bored on my own here oh, the other night. Now you see, that's clever. Yeah? That's really good. What, the, you've, you've won me over. I've won you over. Yeah. You, were you lonely? I was lonely. Without me? I was lonely without you. I was bored. Did you and need bit, to watch it? sad and I needed something just to take my mind off all the... Yeah, as long boredom. as it wasn't Tetris, I'm fine. It wasn't Tetris. Some, okay. Somebody's watched that on our Apple system. Yeah, and it wasn't us it and Chester us. can't get over who it is. But he has seen it though. Yes, he has. He just doesn't think he's watched it at, at, at the house. He does. He knows he's watched it with someone he okay. thinks it's me, it's, but yeah, it's not all you. So, um... Conor McGregor. You know him? Why do I know Conor McGregor? He is the UFC MMA yes! super fighter yes! guy. Yes. Yeah? So, 
I don't really like him or anything like that, but I'm slightly fascinated by why people like him, you know, yeah. and that's why I thought, I'm going to watch this. I did come across him a, a, a few years ago when he decided to have a boxing match with Floyd Mayweather. Now, Floyd Mayweather was one of the greatest kind of middleweight, I think, or might have been super middleweight or something like that, boxers of all time. He was brilliant. Um, and Colin, Colin, I like to call him, but he's called Connor. <laughs> Andy said, Colin McGregor, who's that? You're a gardener. I was like, no, it's Con- Connor McGregor decided he would offer out Floyd Mayweather in some kind of exhibition fight. And I thought, well, this will be interesting because he's an MMA fighter, which is a mixed martial arts fighter. So he kicks and punches and scratches and headlocks and all that. And boxing, yeah. you're not allowed to do any of that. So I was quite fascinated by this fight. Now, for me, boxing is the kind of ultimate sport. It's the most exhausting, most brutal, most difficult thing, I think, to do. And when you see a very highly skilled boxer boxing, it is it is ballet, you know. I mean, it, it is just amazing. I really, really appreciate what it's like to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched that, and Conor McGregor, who was arguably the kind of hardest man on the planet, got a good kick in by Floyd Mayweather. He just couldn't manage the boxing technique and it is once you know once the boxer has worked out the way to get to you they just absolutely annihilate it so anyway I saw him get absolutely battered in that fight and I thought oh you know good because he was so arrogant about it and he's Mm. just unbearably I can't arrogant I can't Mm. think of a better word for it so anyway uh, I thought let me see what this guy's about he feels a bit Andrew Tate for me Mm. you know um, men really love him, you know, mm. and they love kind of the masculinity and all that mm. testosterone and everything. So I started to watch it, and it was very, very interesting because um, he is, it's a really good warts and all documentary. You see his wife and kids in his house and where he lives and his training partners and all his team and all the rest of it. And he's exposed in it as being an absolute bully, I would say, and quite a horrible, oh, I thought you horrible were gonna individual. Say, well, he's the nicest guy he's a kind you've of sh- ever met. Yeah, he's a kind of showman, really, uh, and, and he's Irish, and there's something about the Irish, I think, you I know, know, like that Bono's got it, and Michael O'Flatley's got it, and Conor McGregor's got Michael it. Michael Flatley. Is he not Michael O'Flatley? No. Is he not? <laughs> I got that from the op extras with Ricky Gervais. When the priest asks him, he goes to a church, like a prayer meeting, and the priest says, oh, so what church do you go to? And he goes, oh, one in Reading. And he goes, what's the name of the dean there? And he goes, Father O'Flatley, Father Michael (laughs) (laughs) O'Flatley. So I just always called him O'Flatley instead. Anyway, Michael Flatley? Michael Flatley's got it. Is this funny? I I can't even describe what it is but it's this capacity to become globally famous hugely talented and but from this very kind of what feels like parochial background this very small culture that that just spreads all over the world I don't know what it is but he's got it as well where you think very peculiar kind of talent and I don't really know what it is um but it's very very engaging this documentary and it's very very interesting um because when he's not on show, he is. there is something very redeeming about him, very nice is about there? him. Yeah, yeah, there is. And you realise he's kind of doing a job and he's entertaining. Is and... he a bully, though? Well, when he, they do these big press conferences and they're both sat there, he is largely bullying the other person and taunting them. That is and taunting bravado. Them. It, it is, but he, he's very nasty with it, I would say. Mm. It's not like, come over here, I'll give you a good kicking. He says some very, very 
unpleasant things mm. about the other person. Mm. Um, anyway, I've been watching it and he's getting his ass kicked in quite a few different ways, which is quite mm. a nice thing to see. But I would like at the end to see some triumph. I've no idea what's going to happen. I've only watched mm. two episodes and there looks to be about four or five of them. Mm. Um, but if you like sport and it's a sport that you're unfamiliar with and he's a person you're a bit unfamiliar with, then I would definitely watch it because it's definitely engaging, hugely entertaining uh, and fascinating as well. I couldn't think of anything worse than getting into an mm. MMA ring oh or my God. one of these UFC rings no. and forced to fight somebody oh no. with my fists and stuff. And feet. <clears throat> it is just horrible. Mm. And the amount of blood and everything, I just think, who the fuck is doing this? Who wants to do this? And who wants to watch? Me, I want to watch. I just don't want to... <laughs> Just don't want to get in there, you know. But I also I'm feel give that you, I'm going to give you a prize. What for? So, for ten, yeah. can you tell me who Mr. McGregor is? Mr. McGregor. Mm-hmm. Why are you thinking about Mr. McGregor like McGregor? Why is that name familiar to you? Uh, Greg from Succession. No, nope. I don't know. It's from your childhood. Is it? McGregor, Mr. McGregor. I don't know. It's the farmer in Peter Rabbit. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, there might be some nostalgic kickback That's where it's that. come from. Yeah. I'm afraid you don't get the prize. Um, is Peter Rabbit was... Who wrote Peter Rabbit? Beatrix Potter. Ah, the Lake District. Yeah. You know, she bought, like, huge chunks of the Lake District, Beatrix Potter. Mm. Did you know she drew all the drawings? I think she drew all the drawings as well. Um, didn't she write the books and Somebody else house. drew all the drawings. Did they? Sorry, I, I was just letting you finish. Um, she wrote uh, the books in this house mm-hmm. that we filmed in at Christmas. In Windermere? For... No. No. Sorry. <laughs> Shut up. Um, that we filled in at Christmas with yeah. um, Anton Deck. Ah. Uh, Beatrix Potter was an English writer, illustrator, natural scientist and conservationist. She's best known for her children's books featuring uh, animals. Um, they've sold more than 250 copies worldwide. Um, just trying to find She was born um, numerous pets and spent holidays in Scotland in the Lake District, developing a love of the landscape. She wrote over 60 books with the proceeds from the books and a legacy from an aunt. She bought Hilltop Farm near Sori, mm-hmm. a village in the Lake District, and over the following decade, she purchased additional farms to mm. preserve the unique hill yeah, countryside. Right. So no one could build on them, no basically. No one could, yeah. yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. She died of pneumonia and a heart disease. Oh. Um, but she was near, she was 77. Wow. She did. And leaving all her property to the National Trust. That's almost right. all of it. Yes. And she is credited with preserving much of the land that now constitutes the Lake District National Park. Yeah. Wow. Oh, amazing. Um, you know why I know that? I love this podcast for yeah. things like that. Yeah, go on. Why? Um, because um, I do Dawn French's hair, and she yeah. played Beatrix Potter recently in, oh. in a piece about her life, which I've not seen yet, but I would like to recommend that and then also watch it myself maybe before wow. next week's episode. She stayed um, there when she was a young girl. Oh, is that where you filmed? At Ray Castle, no. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> All over the place it, today. It is. <laughs> Um, but that's where she stayed when she was 16. Okay. And that started her long love oh. of the Lake District. God, I love the Lake District. Oh, it's so it's beautiful, isn't it? Brilliant, yeah. Um, so um, can I just suggest something? Because yeah. I think we well, could go to... Finish off. 
Oh, sorry. Colin McGregor is on Netflix. Uh, now it's brand new, really. It's only been out for a week or two, so give it a whirl. Um, we should get your son in because I asked him to think oh, of a recommendation yeah. Let me give earlier. Him a shout. He probably he might not have been preparing himself. I know what he's like. So, um, Sonny is Michael's son. He's his oldest son, and he's staying with us tonight. And we asked him if he wanted to recommend something um, tonight. No. No. He's done. He doesn't want to. He's knackered. I mean, he's working bloody hard he's at the moment, at the isn't moment. he? He's working on celebs go dating. It's exhausting. Um, all them celebs are exhausting. Uh, did they ask you to go on celebs go dating once? They did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was quite funny because I think... Be hilarious. That, almost the person that asked me to go on it was like, "Don't, we're asking you to go on it, but don't go on it. <laughs> it was really, really funny. Uh, it's very funny. Um, um, can I just... I've got one more brilliant, brilliant one. Yeah, of one. course. Have we got time? Yeah, yeah, of course. I've got a little one as well. We this is this do. is just called funnyfuzzy.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Funnyfuzzy.co.uk. If you've got a dog and you ever travel in the car or you want to take it anywhere, this is such a clever thing. So basically they've got these kind of... It's like a dog duvet carrier bag. So you get the dog in the duvet carrier bag. It's called a pet booster dog car seat bed. What the hell? And there's a waterproof travel dog car seat bed. And you put the dog in it, then you put it on the chair, and it is surrounded. You know sometimes if you put a towel down or whatever, if yeah, you yeah. break, the dog goes off Slides the edge off of the bed. The edge, yeah, yeah. I mean, off the edge of the seat. So this is for a seat. You can attach the seat belt through the handles of it so Keeps it stays it attached Great. to the car. Yep. And also they've got these mega ones to put in the boot. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, not very comfy for a dog a boot sometimes. They can't properly lie down. It's not squishy. Their head's against the hard bits of the mm-hmm. car. If the car suddenly breaks, these beds look so comfy. There is a sale on at the moment on some of the big beds, but they also do, do loads of different kinds of dog seats double dog seats they do i mean they've got everything covered for dogs and they've got some um cat stuff as well although my cat would just jump out of that but they've got waterproof dog raincoats they've got amazing beds they've got beds shaped as um bourville bourneville not um <laughs> bourbon biscuits bourneville that's a cross between anyway i love this brand i think they're absolutely brilliant um, they've got a really good sale on at the moment, mm. and they've got everything covered mm. for dogs. They've got goggles for dogs. I guess is that for the bright sunshine or something? You know what if they call them? What? Doggles. Got doggles. Beds and blankets. They've got leads and harnesses. It's very good. Funnyfuzzy.co.uk. Nice. Cheryl, your makeup artist. Oh, yeah. My good friend. Oh, bought, yeah. Bought me a birthday present today. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, I'm not going to talk about what it is at the moment because I am probably going to recommend these things. I'm going to play with them first. But she bought me a series of things that she uses. And when I saw what she she had, I was like, what, the, what are they? And she said, oh, I use these all the time. And then she said, you know what, I'm going to get you some for your birthday. So she did. That's not what I'm recommending. I'm going to save that for another week. The paper. What I'm recommending is the wrapping paper. Oh, my God. She had personalised wrapping paper made so for me. Good. So good. With a Vespa on it's it. It's got Vespas on it and it says MD London on it. I was like, Charles, best thing I've ever seen. What the fuck is going on here? So Why good. does my wrapping paper have my name on it? So um, I found a place called Princeter, um, Princeter.co.uk, and they will do personalised birthday wrapping paper. And 
this is almost as good as the gift itself. I liked it totally. that much. So you can upload pictures of your face or a memorable photo of a holiday or a scene or something like that or something you really like. If it's your partner's car or golf clubs or whatever it is or a funny picture, you can just upload it there and then get the wrapping paper made yeah. with that picture on. And of course, you kind of go, yeah, of course. Like, of course they can do that. They can do anything these days. But I've never received it before. Mm. And after receiving it, I was so happy. I didn't even want to open it. It's it was like, so I'll just take good. the box with the, my, my name on it. Mm. So, princeted.co.uk, and then you just click on personalized uh, birthday wrapping paper, or they've got wedding wrapping paper, or all the other kind of types of wrapping paper that you would need. And then you can personalize it with whatever it is you like. But I thought it was brilliant, and it filled my little heart with joy. So, so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, shout outs. Yes. So we've got Andrea Orm, 79, um, has replied to our story. Hey, I've been a little late to the party, about a year. Wow, absolutely fabulous pod. It accompanies on my dog walk, uh, but she's just broken her cruciate ligament. Oh, the poor thing. So out of action for a while. I still continue, but it should come with a warning. It makes me want to buy and try pretty much everything. Yes. I simply can't afford to. Hoping for a lottery win. Can't wait for each weekly incredible instalment. Keep up the great work, both of you. Much love, Andrea. Thank you, Andrea. And I hope your dog's cruciate ligament gets fixed very soon. It's a brutal injury, the cruciate oh, ligament. So, oh. so bad. Um, it takes we, ages to unfortunately, heal. Unfortunately, we did that to quite a few celebrities on the jump. Oh, they did do the cruciate. Oh, yeah, it's a real bad skiing accident. Really actually, bad. Um, so Jenny Chandler, Miss Chandler, says, Hi, I'm almost caught up with your podcast. I've been listening on my drive to work where I'm doing my teacher training. And then I listen on the way home again. I'm gutted as I've almost caught up. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, I had a recommendation for you. I'm not sure if it's still available, but if so, it's a must-watch. Um, the School for Stammerers. It's so amazing. It had me crying all the oh. way through. I'd like to... Um, I, I think you'd both love it, as it's so inspiring and heartwarming. One of the best episodes you did on this time next year was the Stammering yes, Guy. Yes, it was amazing, wasn't it? Fuck it. Absolutely not. It really, it really, yeah. really, really was so good. It's such a peculiar thing. I'm not sure it's, whether you call it an illness or not, but I can imagine the school for stammering is good. Yeah, condition. That's a good mm. word for it. Yeah, it's not really. Yeah, it's not an illness. I don't I think saw, it's hard to get better from. It's something that happens to you. And you. I was Gareth Gates's hairdresser for mm. quite a long time mm. when he was a pop idol and all of that stuff, and then we toured the country for three months, and it's very, very fascinating that you can sing perfectly brilliantly well mm. and everything works and then when you come to talk it doesn't work mm. you know he, it was a fascinating thing to watch and spend so much time with him mm. and then I saw him on BBC Breakfast a couple of weeks ago and I almost didn't recognise him it was so funny seeing him again you know mm. he still looks very good he was very handsome I thought Gareth Gates mm. um, but he still you know he still had the the condition you know it wasn't quite like it once was but must be a really interesting thing to struggle with, I think. But um, that sounds really good. School for Stammerers. Uh, Jenny Chandler, thanks very much indeed for that. Hi, Davina and Michael. Absolutely love your podcast. I've listened to all of them over the last few months. Have you just done this? Um, since I discovered it, my 15-year-old son, Kieran, and I have just finished Ted Lasso. Oh. 
binge-watched, thanks to your recommendation, oh my God, how brilliant was it? <laughs> and how sad was the last episode? Have you seen it yet? The no, final? Okay. not the final. Yeah, yeah. I also wanted to mention and recommend an awesome barber after listening to last week's podcast. His name is Craig of Craig's Barbershop. And not only is he a brilliant barber, but he specialises in neurodiverse, special needs, gender diverse, and is a mental health safe space. I think I've seen him. Yeah. Craig's Barbershop Bolton. Will I you look I've that up well. on your phone? Craig's Barbershop Bolton. I've... And he does this amazing stuff around hair and distracting people and talking to people. I think I follow him. He's amazingly patient, especially with children who struggle to sit for a haircut, offering a special sensory area to help them relax and distract them from what he can feel like, what can feel like a traumatic experience for some. Keep up the great work. Absolutely love you too. Thanks, Liz Bartby. Ah, uh, yes. So it's Craig's Barbershop Bolton yes. on Instagram. Yes. Uh, gender Do you follow him? Diverse. I don't, uh, but he's following me, so I'm going to follow back. Um... But yes, there's another barber that I followed recently who also was doing a, a kid's hair who had autism, autism and ADHD and he just did a fantastic job of getting the kid like... Yeah. And it was just really it's funny. It's lovely, oh, isn't it? And the barber, the barber himself has got Tourette's. Oh, and I've so he seen that. he swears quite a lot, but the little kid's hair he was doing was really laughing and it was just like a very beautiful um, And I also beautiful I think moment, if, really. if you've got something that you're embarrassed about or you find difficult mm. or you, you've got a a tick or mm. something if somebody's swearing and they've got Tourette's it's so helpful yes. it makes you feel less yeah conspicuous um Liz Lizzie also says um thanks for the menopausing book um and she's two months back on uh, uh she's two months on HRT and she's got her energy back um oh, I felt it quite difficult I found it quite difficult to talk tonight I think we're because we're so tired yeah. and it is now ten thirty at night and I've been yeah working and you've been working mm. since nine o'clock this morning was, yeah. but I, I have enjoyed it I think we've talked about some good things and I've still got some good things to talk about next week so this is great yeah me too I've got mm. a, back, a backlog of stuff mm. yes I mean it, we are a bit tired We're a bit I think. tired yeah yeah should we go to bed yeah can we spoonies um I I, I don't like spooning anymore I like forking instead <laughs> yeah it's quite good isn't it we just made that up. I made it up today. What were you thinking about if I say spooning to you? No, we're on a WhatsApp group for a festival that we're going to this year. Yeah. And uh, in the WhatsApp group, somebody said, I think it's just one bed and we've all got a spoon. And I said, no, let's all fork. <laughs> and I thought, that, is gonna, that joke is going to stick around for a while. I'm going to use that a lot. And other people are going to use it. This is amazing. have it, yeah. We're not sporking tonight. Sporking? We're not spooning tonight, we're walking. <laughs> oh my God, I'm out of control. Anyway, everybody, we love you. Yeah. We love Colin McGregor, we love Conor McGregor, we yeah. love Mr. McGregor. Yeah, we love all the we McGregors. We love all the McGregors. Beatrix Potter, Northern Ireland, we love you all. Good night. Mm.